0: Good afternoon and welcome to another Cruise Control Live here with me, Bill Panoff, yours truly and we're super excited today to have an amazing uh, host and uh, this gentleman actually has uh, revolutionized cruising as it relates to his content on YouTube and other platforms, none other than uh, Gary Brembridge creator of Tips for Traveler. Did you know that Gary has been on 95 cruises, 95 cruises, that is amazing but his content that he puts out is so compelling and the way he tells a story is just uh, so engaging and it's really a pleasure to have Gary here. And we're going to bring him in right now and uh, say hello in living color. And here he is. Gary, how are you? I'm very good, Bill. Good to see you. Nice, nice to see you. Nice to have you on the show. We did this uh, a few months ago, I think during COVID, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we did. Was uh, We did an Instagram thing. I think it was at that time or something. Yeah. So you've been on 90 cruises. What was your first Gary? My very first cruise was on. Uh, I was kind of an accidental cruise, if you like. I was I was on the Puno Aurora, uh-huh. and I was asked uh, every year. This company called Richmond Events would sponsor their charter, so they charter a ship, and they'd run like a marketing conference on. And I was I was then the marketing director of Johnson Johnson in the UK, and they asked me to go and give a talk. Can't even remember what the talk was about. So that was my very first cruise. It was a two nighter weekend thing. I went sort of. Begrudgingly, like, oh, I'll go and see what this cruising malarkey is like. Uh-huh. And now here we are, some years later, 95 cruises and completely addicted. And my life is now cruising with my channel and stuff now.
0: So, before cruising, before all this came into your life, what was your life like pre cruise?
1: I mean, pre cruise, I probably was like, everybody thought, well, cruising's not for me. It's like, you know, all those stereotypes. So, it was mostly kind of beach holiday, resort holiday uh-huh. kind of stuff. Yeah. So I would go to Mauritius or, you know, South Africa or like or obviously to Europe because it's handy. But that was kind of what I did before in terms right. of vacation. Right.
0: In your in your blog post, you always touch upon the interaction you have with with people on board. Is there one specific story that stands out, or one particular person or guest you met that you has become a lifelong friend over the years? But there's quite there's,
1: there's, there's actually quite a few people um that that, that we've met. I mean, um Probably, I'm trying to think which is the the most memorable because there's there's so many of them. Um, But there's, um, I think probably the two is Diane and Rebecca. We met Diane and Rebecca on a Christmas Queen Mary 2 cruise. Uh um, Years and years, like a really, years and years and years ago, I'm trying to think how long ago it was. And they just were at the table next to us uh, in the restaurant and we started chatting and then you know we started chatting some more and then we'd sort of bump into each other around the ship and then then we actually arranged the next year to go on the same cruise at the same time of the year with them um, then when they come to they came to London to see something we met up with them we've seen them in in New York we've met up with them and so we've just been become really good friends um, you know over the years um, they're probably the, the closest friends we've got but there's, there's many others I met like on Oceania you know um, Jim and Cammie I've met there's other people that we met it's interesting like when I did more podcasting before videos um, we met Sarah and Ben uh-huh. And they were also there they, they were sitting next to, in fact also in too, they were sitting at the table next to us and i was just chained to mark and you sort of hello as you do and he went oh my god you're gary Bembridge you you're the reason we're on the cruise i recognize your voice there you go. and he'd used my podcast to convince uh, at this time his his fiancee sarah but now you know they're now many years on i mean they've got two boys their boys are probably like nine and ten years old and we've followed them all through their life and their career. So there's many of those kind of uh, kind of connections that have,
0: that have been over the kind of the years. Because of your popularity, I imagine people want want to sail with you. Is there an opportunity to to sail with Gary Brembridge? How does that work?
1: Well, I've been asked. Um, many, and you're right. when I go on cruises. Loads and loads of those people come up and, and and say hello and stuff. And sure, I do t- on my on my blog. I sort of mentioned where I'm going to be cruising, so people could sort of. You know, they know if I'm gonna be on a certain cruise. But I've been asked many, many times, will I do a group cruise, will I do a group cruise? And I right. haven't haven't done one, but I actually am looking at doing one. Um, and I did a little survey actually recently amongst people. I thought, oh, I'll just get a sense of the scale of interest. But I've had like 500 and something people so far have said they're interested in going on a group cruise. So it's like a bit mind boggling. I'm not sure that all 500 would going but going, um, so there's definitely a lot of interest. So at the moment, it's more informal, like I'm going to be on this cruise if, if you're there, say hello to me kind of thing. But I'm sort of working towards doing more, more group cruises, which I may. I'm worried I'll, I'll, I'll live to regret it, but, but I'm definitely going to try it. Yeah.
0: So I, I get the say, you know, through Porthole magazine and through being a cruise director over the years, people who have cruised with me before go, when are you cruising again? And I have never done it in an organized way either. So But people are asking me, maybe, who knows, maybe we can do it together.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause I'm, I think loads of people would be interested, you know, with the magazine and, and right. knowing you and stuff. Yeah,
0: exactly. So you recently sailed on, on Celebrity's Edge. What, what was the highlight of that voyage? Um, I mean, probably the hard was just getting
1: to see you know, what celebrity are trying to do because obviously, you know, they, they, they're massively trying to make themselves much more modern, much more contemporary, uh-huh. you know, uh, you know, Kind of almost leaving behind old celebrity. I mean, it's really telling because they've, you know, all of the special restaurants have changed. They've ditched all those, they've ditched the main dining. So it's really, that was the highlight, it was kind of just seeing kind of what they're trying to do. Um, and, and in some ways, it was interesting because it's sort of like a highlight and a low light. But I spotted a couple of people around the ship who were obviously die hard old celebrity, looking sure. a bit like, oh my God, what's happened to my celebrity? Because it is a very different experience. But just getting on the ship and experiencing the ship. Um, was the highlight. The second highlight was I had I had originally booked an Aqua class um, cabin, but in in the when you know when um, when cruising was first coming out of lockdown in right. the UK, it was one of the first countries that started sailing, right. and they had they um, you know, had these sort of um, staycations, you know, only UK passengers, only UK destinations, and so on. And celebrity had celebrity silhouette, and at that time, you know, no one wanted to cruise it was dirt cheap. So I booked a, a retreat, um, you know, suite and stuff. The problem was having been spoiled by the, <laughs> the retreat experience, I then upgraded from an Aqua into a retreat. So also seeing how on those new ships they're doing the retreat, which was it was amazing. It was pretty impressive what they're doing with, with that. Uh, I mean, obviously it's much more expensive. The whole line's more expensive. But just sure. seeing a little bit of where celebrities going, I think was the, the main highlight
0: for me. What what do you admire the most about a cruise ship when you are first board? Is it, is it the layout? Is it the architecture? Is it the overall guest experience? What what really resonates with you? Well, I
1: probably look at um, I mean, obviously, I look at the ship and why it's different and, and what it's like. And I mean, obviously, you know, as you cruise a lot, you also realize a lot of the ships are the same because they're this, you know the Vista class ships across multiple sure. Carnival things and so on. So so I I really focus a lot on on what are they doing that's different? What are they doing that's unique? What are they doing that's really them? That kind of sets them apart. And obviously, because I'm looking at that, both as a cruiser, but also, what can I be talking about in my videos and stuff? You know, so I get very excited when I get on the ship and like on Holland America and I see like, you know, the music walk, because I think that's very interesting and very different. So I, I look for things kind of like that. Um, that's what I really zero on. I know lots of people zero on food and stuff. Right. But it, all cruise lines, or most many cruise lines have, you know, good food or good speciality. So it's that kind of stuff that I, I really focus on.
0: Is there, is there one number one tip you can give guests, uh, before sailing on their first cruise that you have learned over the years that would make their experience a little more enjoyable?
1: Research, 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 I guess is probably the key one. I mean, my sort of theory is, and again, because it happened to me and I've seen it with many other people is, you know, if you go on the right cruise line, you will be hooked. The people who don't like cruising, in my experience anyway, is people who went on the wrong cruise line. Um, so it's about, you know, just before you even book that first cruise, research, 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 make sure that you really understand what it is that you want, because there will be a cruise line kind of for you. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan, say for example, of p cruises, but I've been trying to get my sister-in-law for 20 years. To go on a cruise, Uh and even though I don't like piano cruises, I knew she would love everything about piano cruises, and I got her on that, and she absolutely loved it as her first cruise. She then didn't listen to me, and she booked a second cruise on MSC, which I knew she would absolutely hate, but she booked it because of price. She Uh hated every minute of it, and that was my point to her: is like you've got to really focus on what is it you really want, and make sure you go on that right cruise line. Don't get Distracted by price or some special deal or something, so that's yeah. probably the, the the one
0: thing I would say. Some comments here. Uh, Doctor Brett Robatsky writes, "I dream about cruising with Bill Panoff." Well, there you go. That's the group cruise. <laughs> we need we need to do it. Thank you, Brett. Wow. And uh, Christian Chavez is one of our uh, followers from Mexico, he wants to know, Gary, Antarctica or Alaska, which would you pick?
1: Oh, Antarctica. Antarctica. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean. There's almost no comparing the two. I mean, Antarctica is in a league of its own. Um, uh, you know, Alaska is amazing. I mean, the downside of Antarctica, is gonna cost you three, four, five, six, seven times more than going to Alaska. Yeah. But yeah. if you're only gonna do one, you know, Antarctica by far, absolutely.
0: Would you go back again, even though you've been there once? Is there i um...
1: I've actually been there twice. Oh, you've been, been there twice. Arctic twice. And is and it different
0: each time?
1: Yeah, Yes, it is for a couple of reasons. First of all, I went. The first time I went was at the end of the season, um, and the, the second time I went was at the beginning of the season, and they were uh-huh. they were very different. So, you, so, and also, I, I, when I went the second time, I went to South Georgia. Um, oh, wow. beautiful! And, and that that for me was also a massive, massive, you know, first of all, is incredible uh, experience, but it is gives you a very different perspective of the whole Antarctica because, of course, you know, you're seeing the 400,000 penguin colony stuff and much more wildlife and, and, you know, um, so so I would go back. It's interesting because I was, I planned quite far ahead. uh, You know, so I was, I I was looking at my schedule. And I think I've got like a sometime in November 2023. And I was thinking, "Mm, will I go back to Antarctica? Or should I do something else? But I would go back. Absolutely. It's just, uh, I I mean, you you experienced I'm sure it's like, you, people always say to me, "You come back from Antarctica, like changed." I don't know what. Yes, about, you it's do. Just,
0: no, it, it, it stirs it's your just, soul. Did you experience it, Drake Lake uh, both times, or did you fly to yes. the continent? Some of the crew. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I would
1: only. I mean, I'm. A bit, I don't mind rough. I'll touch it I don't mind rough seas. I've never. Yeah. None of those ninety-five cruises. I've never been seasick. Probably a fatal thing to say. No kidding. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, for me, that's part of the experience. I know people. Like my partner won't go to Antarctica because won't go on Drake Lake. That yeah, you know, he's just too worried about it. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I quite like the experience. I know you were kind of nervous about it. And did, how did you get on with with Drake Lake? Yeah. Did you have lake or shake? Uh, it was fine kind of...
0: for me. I mean, it was moderate. I yeah. mean, it, you know, for me, I've been on many many cruises, obviously working, and my family who was with me didn't uh, respond as well as I did, but. Uh, Right. It was it moved. I mean, many, many cruises are electing to take these cruises that <clears throat> where they fly you from Buenos Aires, Argentina to uh, to the Shetland Islands, you know, so you avoid Drake's yeah. completely. I mean, that's yeah. another option. Yeah,
1: yeah. To me, it's part of it's part of the experience. I agree but, with you. hundred yeah. <laughs>
0: percent. Yeah, it's
1: it feels like cheating. It's less it feels less of an adventure. I guess that's in the, the whole Drake. Pass, Drake Passage is part of the experience. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. answer: Will it be rough? Won't it be rough? What's it like? Um, yeah. yeah, I, I love that part of it.
0: I remember the video you did on dressing for uh, Antarctica, and I was happy <laughs> enough to use a, There was a company called Ship uh, Ship to Shore, I think, or Ship to Shore. Yeah, I think it's. I think
1: I think it's called Ship to Shore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, or something like that. But they provide all the all the gear, and the gear is actually waiting for you in your stateroom. There, it's an amazing exactly. service that you can yeah. that you can uh, take advantage of. Yeah. Here we have a, uh, a question. Any thoughts on what Princess will do with the Sphere-class ships due out at the end of the year in 2025, as I haven't heard anything but very exciting news? Have you heard yeah. about
1: that? I haven't really heard anything much more than they've been relatively coy, I guess, at the moment about, talking about what's going on. Is there next.
0: a cruise line, Gary, that you have not sailed on yet that you're yearning to sail on?
1: Well, interesting I am uh, there is and I'm doing it in, in at the end of the week which is on Disney I've never been on uh-huh. a Disney cruise and it, it is that is one line that in fact it's a, probably the most requested um, line for me to cover on my, on my channel sure people have been asking me for years to go so so Disney is is you know so that is the one um, th- there are a few others like um, Hurtigruten uh, I would like to try uh-huh, because uh-huh. I do talk about it quite a lot and um, I, you know I, I I've had a number of false starts. I've booked them and they've been cancelled. You know, as we were coming out of lockdown, and stuff got cancelled and stuff. So, so I would like to do uh, that and the the Norway the, the Norway one. Sure. Um, sure. And, and Star Clippers is another one to have that sort of experience. I I've done I've never Star done Clipper. That's uh,
0: that's quite unique. Yeah. That's uh, yeah and, beautiful. And, and that, that's,
1: yeah, that's one I would like to try. I would like to try that. Yeah.
0: What Disney ship are you going on? The Magic. On well, the magic night, nice. so it'll be yeah. in uh, Europe if I if I remember. Yeah, part. so it's out of
1: Dover. Uh, yeah. it's, that's so it's, it's out of the UK. So it's relatively handy, uh, and going up to the Norwegian fjords, yeah. and then I think it comes back, and then it's doing its its, it's you know repositioning back to to the Caribbean. I think after yeah,
0: Disney Disney is phenomenal. I've been on many many times, and uh, Disney doesn't look at their as their company as a cruise line. They look them. They refer to themselves as an entertainment company that happens to own some cruise ships.
1: Right. Yeah. So I I mean, I have lots of reservations, but at the same time, I'm quite excited about it. And also I knew a few people who'd gone on Wish. Did you go on Wish? I I, I did not know I had my uh,
0: colleague
1: on Wish and she loved it, yeah. Yeah, like it's interesting because a lot of people in some of the research I was doing for Disney, a lot of the diehard Disneyers are like, oh, Wish, so many things wrong with Wish and it's not Disney. People, quite only heard a few people who hadn't been on Disney before who went on Wish and absolutely loved it. Right. But they were on one of the shakedown cruises so they went on it you know it wasn't full of normal passengers so it's always right. hard to tell right. but yeah but i went on magic because it was handy it was here and the timing worked so sure
0: yeah. sure sure rally creative travel wants to know if you have any plans to cruise on the new carnival celebration
1: i haven't got any plans for that no no i haven't got any Carnival ones lined up i do need to do carnival i need and particularly you know, the new the new the new ships and stuff i, I do need to do yeah. them
0: yeah, that was on the Mardi Gras. She was, uh, she was beautiful. I mean, very unlike the earlier Carnival ships, just really uh, in a class unto itself. And uh, yeah, phenomenal. And the food was even better. So I was uh, oh, a yeah, big, big fan, yeah. big fan of yeah. Carnival. I mean, an carnival. avid cruiser like you stays in so many different staterooms over the years. What is the absolute must for a, a stateroom or cabin to stand out for you?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm a massive balcony cabin person so so balcony and that's why also uh, come back to the discussion we started with edge that's why for me on on edge I I'm not a big fan of the in, infinite balconies because for me I love a balcony even though I don't really use a balcony but I, for me the balcony is, is the key um, the other key which is actually not necessarily ba- uh, cabin related but I'm also I'm, I'm obsessed by noise I hate Hearing people and, and when I, okay. so I'm I'm one of these people that I you know I always book my own cabin and never do a guaranteed and always you know cabin above cabin below cabin either side no interconnecting door ideally cabin opposite so I don't have a, a crew door banging outside there so, so uh, for me it's actually location 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 is 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 really critical for me I um, know lots of people don't bother about it but for me it's like it's really important a balcony surrounded by all cabins then I'm probably happy
0: there you go. If you had to pick one one itinerary, Gary, and uh, what would be your favorite itinerary be to sail on this year? One you haven't been on. One I haven't been on, or Or one you have been on and want to go again, for example. I
1: mean, for me, Panama Canal is a thing that I absolutely love the Panama Canal. I'm a bit of a geek about the Panama Canal. And, you know, I I would go, you know, someone said to me, you can go on Panama Canal next week. I would go, Um, I, I just find it, Absolutely fascinating. It was, again, it's that sense of, like we talked about Antarctica, that sense of you feel like you're on this sort of something unique, and I mean, even though gazillions of people have done it, but it just feels incredibly special. And it's also just it is quite remarkable what happens. So for me, that's probably one of my favorites because then also you know, you get a mix of the Caribbean and stuff as well, sure. so, you know, sun and sure. what which is which is quite nice. And and also because the the Panama season tends to be when it's winter in Europe. So right. it's also, you know, you're kind of escaping the cold in Europe and you're going to Panama, you're doing the Panama Canal, you're doing the Caribbean. That
0: That's that's probably one of my favorite, favorite itineraries. Do you tend to enjoy a, a smaller ship, slow pace, or something with more activities, a larger ship with a lot of, you know, things going on during the day? Well, it's interesting, I mean, partly
1: because I'm fortunate enough that I cruise a lot, I, I, you know, if I'm cruising for myself, if you like, I like small ships. I really do like the small ship yeah. sort yeah. of experience. And, and partly because I like the small t- experience here—fewer people, less queues, more attention, yeah, so, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But normally it's because of the itinerary—you're going to smaller, out-of-the-way places, or you're going right into places like you know, you, if you're going to doing a Mediterranean, you're going into the heart of Marseille, not at the you know the dock, you know the port, you know six miles out of town or ten miles out of town. Um, you know, but if I'm cruising like with my partner, kind of mark, we would go more mid-sized ship because then you know it's more of a vacation. I want to have a good casino and shows at night and you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but, but I would always, my personal like is a small ship.
0: Small ship. What is the longest uh, itinerary you've ever been on and would you consider doing a world cruise?
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely would do a world cruise. I mean, we were, we, we were originally planning to do one and then, with, then Covid came along and Mark changed his job, and so we haven't worked that when. The longest we've done in one sort of block is seven weeks, which was actually uh, a couple of legs of the world cruise on uh-huh. Queen Victoria from Southampton to Sydney. We then got off, spent a week in, in Australia, then got on the Queen Elizabeth for three weeks. So it was sort of 10 weeks, but the longest you know, was, was seven weeks, but it was right. sort of a 10 week stretch. And absolutely, I mean, when we got to Sydney, we, we, the reason we swapped was we wanted to do Japan, which was Queen Elizabeth was doing. But when we got to Sydney, we are like, I can't believe we're getting off here. We, I would just love to stay on the whole way back to Southampton. Um, so yes, absolutely, we'll do a world cruise. Just trying to figure out which, which year it's going to be, but
0: yeah. Yeah, less and less cruises are doing them. Less, less and less cruise lines, obviously, it, but... Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's more of a challenge. And they do, I mean, it's interesting because I remember years and years ago when I was sort of looking at them, you know, Something like Queen Mary 2 or whatever, which was famous for world cruises, you know, even towards the crew, you know, 50, 60, 70% of the ship would be doing the full world cruise. Mm-hmm. I think when we were on Queen Victoria, there was maybe 10% were actually doing the whole thing. You know, some people were doing two legs, three legs, four legs, like I can't remember what legs we did, but yeah, it's it's definitely become less of a thing. Yeah.
0: We have Fraser, the solo traveler from the UK. Hi, guys. Good to oh, see hi, you. hi, Fraser. Well. <laughs> Nice, nice to see you, Fraser. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Gary, he's it's, a very so huge share supporter of the channel. As well. Say again.
1: Fraser's a big, huge supporter of the channel, and he's got a very interesting channel he's developing himself around solar cruising.
0: Oh, nice, stuff, nice. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, I have a video I wanted to show you here of uh, my yearning to go back on ships. I don't know. If Doesn't get any better than that. Anyway, Gary, uh, it's a pleasure chatting with you. Can you tell our uh, viewers and listeners who are not familiar how they can find you online and YouTube and all the different social platforms?
1: Yeah. So, the, so I mean, obviously my biggest platform is uh, on YouTube and it's Tips for Travelers, two L's, UK spelling. So, if you just go there, t- type Tips for Travelers, it, it should come up. Then, you know, on Facebook, Tips for Travelers, but on Twitter, it's Gary Bembridge. Instagram's Gary Bembridge. But if you go to YouTube, find the channel. And then in the description of any video, there's all the other
0: all the other links there. And you are really the leader on YouTube. I mean, you've revolutionized you know cruise content on YouTube, really.
1: Well, it's it's I mean it is amazing. Like um, I mean even I think when we started talking. I, like I think I had five thousand subscribers or something, yeah. and now I have three hundred and. 8,000 subscribers and yeah. nearly 4 million views a month. And it's just crazy. It's like sometimes I look at it and think this can't be right. It's like, but yeah, that's been pretty amazing.
0: No, your 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 honesty and just the way you present yourself and with the cruising is just phenomenal. And I, I applaud you. And uh, hopefully we have a chance to, to chat again. I'd love to do this one today, one day when you're actually on board the ship. We do like a YouTube live from the ship. Brilliant, yeah, that sounds sure. good. Thank you all, and thank you all for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe below to uh, Cruise Control with Bill Panoff. And uh, thank you again, Gary Bainbridge. And uh, happy cruising, everyone. See you next time. Ciao. Take care.